From WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, this is Formative Tracks, the show where we sit down with D.C. area musicians to talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. I'm Eliza Burkhan. Today on our show, we have Saman Saffron, lead singer of alt-rock band Honey. Welcome, Saman. Thanks so much, Eliza. Uh, So tell us a little bit about the band. Yeah, so Honey is, uh, we call it a rock trio that was formed um, while... Me and two other um, folks in the band were volunteering at Girls Rock DC, uh, a local nonprofit community organization that focuses on uh, music. We formed in the summer of 2016, um, Mm -hmm. so we've been playing for a little while now. um, And we uh, put out an EP almost a year ago now uh, in July of 2018 that's called I'm Your Best Friend Admit It. Uh, That's a great name, by the way. How did you guys fall on that name? it's a line from one of our songs. It's called Bike Song, but it's also something I would just shout at the friend who I wrote Bike Song about, and she finally has come around to it, and now whenever I come over, she she takes the title of the EP very personally. She's very proud of it, so <laughs> it all worked out. And she admits to being your best friend. Finally! Okay, great. Um, so you were recently featured in the WFSU festival, and that was your first time in the festival. That's like a, a female non-binary led um, DC music festival. Um, so what was that experience like? Yeah, um, it's really it was really great, um, and it's rare that um, I think anywhere in the country and maybe the world that you get to play a festival that's so focused on um, women and gender expansive folks. Uh Um, So it's just a really different, really friendly energy. Like people are so happy to be there. um, And the diversity of acts was really, really uh, wide. So it was just a really great experience and a fun crowd to play to. So I covered you in a story for DCS. And I remember focusing on a couple of songs. One of them was The Side of the Tunnel with Lights, which I love how that song starts and just slowly builds. Um, and then there's another song that has more attention-getting title that we'll get to later. Uh, but tell us about the genesis of The Side of the Tunnel with Lights. Yeah, so The Side of the Tunnel with Lights, um, Karen, who's the guitarist in the band, came with the um, guitar riff. Um, and it's one of those songs that I find songwriting often a struggle, but this one it just kind of really flowed together and we were jamming to it and Ebony added the drums and we just looked at each other and we said, I guess we're done now. It's finished. Um, And the title um, was taken from one of those WMATA evacuation plan posters uh, where they say um, that in case of an emergency and you have to exit the train, you should exit on the side of the tunnel with lights. So Right. And for outside listeners outside of D.C., what's WMATA? WMATA is um, DC's metro, so the train transit system. Yes, yes, our, our subway system, yes. Okay, so let's hear a little bit of the side of the tunnel with lights. Georgia, you're always trying to make things hard for me. Been to Take me home, you 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 take me home,
right, so I mentioned that you have uh, another song that kind of stuck out on your EP for its sort of sensational title that we can't say right here, but let's just say it's an ode to or maybe against those partners or sort of one night stands in our lives who aren't the most thoughtful necessarily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that a fair summary? That's a great classification. (laughs) So so tell us about that song and, um, you know, how it came to be written and what the response has has been to it. Yeah, I remember um, I wrote that song a few, maybe a year, maybe two years before Honey came to be. Um, and I was doing it just me and a guitar um, because I think the word itself had kind of risen to, I, it had existed for long before that, but in my social circles, it was just gaining popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started off as a joke, uh, but then people seemed to really like it. So when Honey came together, I really wanted to do it with like a full band, have some kick to it. Um, and it's funny who responds to the song in what different ways um i find that when people are feeling very negative about the song they usually are exhibiting the behaviors that we're complaining about Mm -hmm. in the song um so i don't really pay much mind to that but i think it's kind of a fun way to kind of protest all of the bad things that are happening in the dating world which trickle into the political world which trickle into everyone's everyday lives Right, this is true. So let's hear a little bit of, um, we'll call it F-Boys. is the worst type of person in the entire universe. Do you know what emotional labor is? What is it? That was a rhetorical question. If you don't know what emotional labor is, you're probably the worst human being in the entire universe. Other characteristics include not doing your own laundry. Just do your laundry. I know how to do my laundry. You could do it too. Just do it. Thank you, Ebony. In keeping with So let's get into your top five tunes. Yeah, great. In a somewhat surprising pick for being the front woman of an alt-rock sort of punk group, you went with Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby. Um, And you said as a kid it made you feel happy and full. So dig into that a little bit. Yeah. um, It's funny. I think most of my influences for someone who um, listens to and creates mostly punk music in my actual going to concerts life, all of my musical influences are embarrassing or pretentious. <laughs> There's no middle ground. If you wanted to just pick some, just some safe answers, not like this is everybody's favorite song, but not I'm a total snob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, everyone loves If you don't love Mariah Carey, I'm confused by you. Right. I think I heard someone say that, um, did John Legend say that Always Be My Baby was Chrissy Teigen's happy song or something like that? I mean, it's every, I'm, the beginning guitar part just feels so like anticipatory and something exciting is coming. Mm -hmm. And then the, like the little shoo-doo-doo-doops are just really, they're fun. Um, and that full feel. I think of like being in the car, mm-hmm. driving around um, as a little kid with my parents, just like aimlessly putting on the radio, and they weren't listening to it, but I was listening to it. Okay, really, so really your hard. your parents weren't like diehard Mariah fans. My parents were not. They they don't know who Mariah Carey is. Yeah, my I don't think my parents do either. Yeah, my my parents don't know who most people are. Um, sometimes <laughs> my dad walks into the kitchen if I'm listening 
to a song that he can tell is like rap or R&B. And he goes, Frank Ocean. <laughs> and it's not always just, Frank Ocean. And then sometimes, yeah, sometimes he walks in and he goes, Usher, Frank Ocean, Chance the Rapper. Very different. Don't confuse them. He doesn't. <laughs> but this is commendable that he's attempting, you know, I feel like he's mm-hmm. trying to engage. He and, does make an effort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's yeah. just not correct. Correct. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And, and and are they are your parents supportive of your music? Yeah, they um my dad bought my my EP on Bandcamp. Oh. It, it was very cute. I Great. didn't know he was going to do it. Yeah. And he left a little comment. It said wonderful. With an exclamation point? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Just one or two? Just one. Okay. He's a reserved person. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, my parents are supportive. They um they come to I think a lot of my family came to our EP release and then we played the Black Cat's twenty fifth anniversary show and my whole family showed up for that. So that's that was really nice. Yeah. Right. And you play bass too, right? Yeah. I play bass and I'm vocals in Honey. Um, but I started off, I started playing guitar when I was 13. I started playing piano when I was six. Um, okay. And my parents put me, the lessons didn't necessarily stick, but they did try to put me in lessons. Like they wanted me to have that. Like like classical piano type of? Yeah. I mean, when you're a six-year-old, it's like Suzuki method. Yeah. Is, yeah. So I did that. I really, I didn't love it when I was six, but then I had jazz guitar lessons when I was a teenager. Oh, you went straight to jazz guitar. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got guitar for my third, for Christmas when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And then a few years of me either not touching it or like teaching myself some chords. And then my mom got worried that I was going to like hurt myself by the way I was holding the guitar. Like maybe I was doing it wrong. She was just worried that I was doing it wrong and was going to make a mistake like develop carpal tunnel or yeah like okay. self self-taught musicianship was not her goal for me okay, okay. um yeah so she wanted to make sure i was doing it correctly and okay. took me to the music store and i picked out a teacher and it was a jazz guitarist okay mm-hmm. yeah that's that's i mean jazz guitar is harder than it non, is non-jazz guitar so that's an interesting place to start i am thankful for all of the strange chords that i have learned yeah you know all your chord extensions mm-hmm. and all that Okay, so um, back to Always Be My Baby. When did you first hear the song? Um, I don't, I think it's been around, it's been out for a long time. I think I first heard it when, I, my first memory is I was six or seven. Thanks so much for listening. To hear the complete version of this episode, go to mixcloud.com slash formative tracks or click the website in the show notes.